just according to our performances the capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory he shall supply you speak upon it you are identified by the blood of Jesus the blood that was shed at the cross in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace he became that sin offering so what are you still talking about sin 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 that is a wrong doctrine by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified he has perfected you you have no sin once christ is the central focus of who you are and your life your identity changes your mindsets change your thinking you're living because now you're believing right you're living right through him wake up and unwind your day Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka, On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way truth and the life for our souls paid the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love! While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and as blood was the cleansing laws. We were found where sin abounds, grace abounds. What a passion, a piece of passion, all understanding where God's love is present, all condemnation is passed in. For a soul, a heart for a soul, the light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold healing what was broken turn them parts to a whole heart for a soul a heart for a soul father in the name of the mighty name of jesus we thank you so much for your faithfulness for your grace that you bestowed upon your son jesus christ and it's through him as our great high priest that we can be connected to you lord we thank you that as we come today we come with our hearts ready to receive, ready to partake of this food that you have prepared for us today. Jesus, you are bread of life. Every time, every minute we speak of this word, hear of this word, we receive from you. Our faith is growing, multiplying, increasing, and we know that for sure that Jesus will live in your faithfulness, we live in your grace, we live in your name. We thank you that today, our lives will not be the same again. Having received your word, your word is going to work in our lives, manifest in our lives, prosper our souls, prosper our minds, our spirits, increase us more to know you more and more and more. Holy Spirit, receive a spirit of revelation, a spirit of grace, spirit of concentration of focus that takes us deeper in this word. At every minute and second of our lives that we yearn to know more and more of Jesus, take us deeper in the desires that are of him. Let us trust more of him. Let us know more of him. None of us, but more and more and more of Jesus. And Jesus, thank you so much for demonstrating the love of God the Father. It's only through you that we can understand how much God the Father loves us. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So saints, I want to welcome you again. For those who are joining us for the very, very first time, I just want to welcome you, all of you, from wherever you're listening. We want to thank God for yet. A wonderful, wonderful word he has prepared for us. 
So let us open our Bibles in the book of Psalm and uh, we'll read from chapter 16, verse 7. Well, we thank you as we here to partake this word we receive from you, Holy Spirit. Every word that comes out of my mouth is an utterance that comes from you. So the word of God says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I'm going to read this again by the grace of God. It says it, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. You know, David was a man after God's own heart. Amen. Many of us know that. Many of us have heard that. But the times when David spoke words that carried so much weight upon Jesus, upon God, upon his grace. David, when you're reading Psalm, the book of Psalm, or even in First Samuel or Second Samuel, you realize this was a man who was in the Old Testament, but he carried the spirit of a man living in the New Testament. Amen. You know, when you see how he used to pour his heart onto the Lord, like cry unto him, uh, praise him, worship him, he carried a spirit that was so grateful toward God. And the question remains is how so is it that under the grace covenant, we as believers, sometimes we don't have a spirit within us, you know. But today I've not come to preach about that. Today I've come to really talk about something very different. But I wanted to first bring out the preamble to show you this man who wrote that scripture that we're going to be talking about today. And David is a man after God's own heart. And he spoke these very powerful words to reveal something very significant to us today as believers. Amen. He's revealing, number one, let's first go back to the scripture. He says that I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. This very statement, right? It's revealing a man who's praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, you know, for offering him counsel, for offering him guidance, for offering him direction, for offering him advice. How many of us take time to thank the Lord, right? For the information he pours in our spirits, for the information he pours in our hearts, you know, because he does that with the purpose of helping us resolve some of the issues we're going through in life, difficulties, obstacles, things that really are being like hindrance in our work of salvation. But how many of us, you know, every day take a moment to just, just sit with him and thank him for the great word that he's feeding you or feeding your soul, feeding your spirit, for the information he continuously teaches you through the Holy Spirit how many of us take that time to let him know that we're so thankful for him managing us, for him actually, you know, supervising our every daily affairs? How many? And see, this is what David was showing us. He got to a place where he was taking time to bless the Lord, to thank him truly from the bottom of his heart and thanking God to see that he has given him, right? That right information, the, the guidance, the direction in his life. So let us never take this life that we're living in salvation for granted because there are many people out there in the world, child of God listening in today, looking for answers in life. 
looking for a way out of some of the things or the cycles, the vicious cycles that they're going through in life and they have no answers. But you as a child of God, I believe that the under grace covenant, you do have the Lord through the Holy Spirit who is continuously helping you manage you, supervise you, direct you. And so I'm asking that question. How many of us take time to thank Jesus Christ for the instructions he gave us in this word and for thanking him that the word is correcting the doctrine, our wrong thinking, our wrong believing, washing away and breaking every chains, the strongholds, every bondages, all that can come through his word, through his counsel, through his instruction, because the word was given to us for instruction. The word was never given to us to judge other people, to beat up people, to create our sort of religion. But the word was given to each and every one of us to lead us to the path of righteousness, the path of redemption, the path that guides us. So as we get to heaven, we have walked a life that Christ already promised us to have. And that life was abundant life. Amen. So. How many of us, again, I'm going to ask this question. How many of us take time to thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ every day for the instructions he gives us that offer recommendations regarding our future our possibilities, regarding our current circumstances? How many of us? David is teaching us a very great importance in this. Amen. When he says these words that I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, he is actually showing us that our prayer at all times, child of God, should be thanking the Lord every day, in any circumstance, in any situation, whether good or bad or whether whatever, however you can measure it or any degree it is to you. Always come to a position or a posture where you come in prayer and thank the Lord. Because without him, child of God, we cannot have hope. Many people today in the world, they're looking for hope. They're looking for answers. But we do carry this answer. We have the answer within ourselves through the Holy Spirit. And the answer is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that he became to us, right? The wisdom from God sanctification, justification, redemption. He became all that for us. So what David is teaching us, we're actually seeing a man, a man who was in the old covenant, but he carried a spirit that was for the New Testament. He knew how to worship. He knew how to praise the Lord. Even in good and bad, when you go back, you see this is a man who went through a lot. He went through a lot with his family. He went through a lot in battle. He went through a lot. But this was a man who never stopped praising and worshiping the Lord, no matter whatever he was going through. Another very important and very powerful statement David reveals to us, we as believers today, we as children of God and sons under the grace covenant, is that his heart during that time when he was praising the Lord, right? Let us go back to the scripture. It says that my heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Amen. Remember, already he has been worshiping and praising the Lord, thanking him for his direction, right? His guidance and counsel for himself, right? 
But he further says that my heart also instructs me in the night season, meaning that he is showing that the Lord continuously helps him understand more and more of his instruction even in the night seasons. Many times we, we as believers don't take this seriously. We never really come to a place where we see this by revelation, that God had a purpose to separate day and night. He had a purpose to separate um, seasons. He had a purpose to separate days, months, and, and that sort of thing. And now we're seeing that David is opening us up to something that is important. He's saying that his, what actually he, he means is that his heart during the time between dusk and dawn, you know, when there is no sunlight, when there's that quietness, when there's that darkness, that he is still connected to Jesus. He's still connected to the Lord. He's still connected to God the Father. He's still connected to to the one who gives him instructions. Amen. And many of us really think that sometimes, you know, when it comes to night, it is done. You know, you're like, in the day I did what I could, I listened to a sermon, I prayed, and that's it. But sometimes even when our souls are rested in the night, we rest in him. So, beloved, many of us must know that during nighttime, there's always that quietness. And many of us know that, right? I'm pretty sure all of you who are listening in today in your different countries, communities, societies, always when it comes to nighttime, you know, based on the time that your communities all go to bed, there's that sort of stillness. Everything comes to a quietness, you know. It comes to that nature, the nature of operation kind of ceases for some reason, you know. Even if you travel in different places of the, around the world, you notice that that is something that is so common. But God the Father, he created time, he created the day and night for his glory. There's nothing that God ever created that was not meant to give him glory. Amen? So, we as believers, we must learn to tell the difference between the operations, the nature of operations between day and night. Amen? And in all of them, the commonality is we must glorify God, be it in day or be it in night. Amen? So, we as believers, our own purpose today under the grace covenant is to rest in this glory, is to behold the glory of God no matter what time it is, no matter what season we're in, no matter what God is speaking to you in any season. Amen? But I just want to bring out some point that is really clear, that should be clear to you as you're listening by the grace of God. You know, when the Holy Spirit, right, prompts you, because many times people have this misconception that, okay, if I use my day so well, then night I'm going to be completely turned off, right? Turned off. But going back to the scripture, what David was saying, he was saying that my heart also instructs me in the night season. But prior to that, he was talking about blessing the Lord, right? Who had given him counsel. Meaning that this is a continuation of the first statement that he had made. And going back to what he was saying about the night season, meaning that we as believers, we shouldn't put a stop to listening from God even in the night watches. Let him walk in you. If he says, I need you to sleep, sleep. 
If he says, I need you up for this, do it. Because certain times, that is what needs to be done in order for some things to happen in your life. So, for instance, I'm just going to give an example. When the Holy Spirit prompts you to take off, let's say, for instance, a movie, right? You're watching. And I'm not saying he can prompt you anytime. He can prompt you during the day. He can prompt you even in the night. But um, I, I want to really concentrate on the night, right? If he, he prompts you to take off a movie and he says, I need to give you or I need you to receive some instruction, right? From the Lord. That means a child of God. That is the time you must consider as what David was saying that your heart, right? Your heart is instructed in the night seasons. If he says to you that in this time, I want to talk to you in regards to this matter, in regards to this issue, always be sensitive to put things aside and just be like, I'm ready to receive. Because many times we do have this tendency, even as believers, I've noticed we have this where we're walking on the time of the world, just because people go to bed at 11 p.m., people go to bed at 9 p.m. And don't take me wrong, it is good to share your life. But if the Holy Spirit is prompting you, and let's say, for instance, you're already in bed, you're sleeping, and he wakes you up, and you just feel the peace in you is leading you to pray, then get up and pray. Because sometimes he wants to talk to you. Sometimes he wants to give you instruction. Just like David was saying, thanking him, that even in the night watches, his heart, right, is being instructed. And sometimes the reason why some believers, right, or Christians miss to receive is because they're not so prompted to what the Holy Spirit does at all times. And sometimes he's going to want to speak to you during the day and sometimes during the night. And sometimes he will come at awkward times. You know, I'm that Christian or believer that doesn't believe that we should also only pray 3 a.m. Those are 3 a.m. prayers that they only work at that time or 6 p.m. No, that is religion. But we as children of God led by the Spirit, we must also allow the Holy Spirit to have his will in us and lead us and guide us and instruct us and direct us based on his time, not our time. He works in us. Amen. So we must change our mindset whereby we say, I'm going to let him work in me at this time. I'm going to let him work in me during the day. I'm going to let him work on me during 3 a.m. That's not it. We walk by his time, not, he doesn't walk by our time, amen? And I hope that is really clear to you by the grace of God. So we must be very sensitive to know when he wants us to, to speak in terms of prayer, when he wants us to be corrected, when he wants us to be advised, when he wants us to be guided or taught. And a lot of times we miss this because Again, like what I was saying, because we're walking, we're still walking at the time of this world. Because the world is dictating for you your time, dictating to you what time you're supposed to eat, what time you're supposed to sleep, what time you're supposed to watch a certain show, what time you're supposed to watch, you know, something. But why can't we come to a place where we rest? We rest and say, Holy Spirit, take over. 
show me what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Because when you show me your way, that means that that's the most perfect way. Amen? So there are different ways God the Father always wants to give his counsel to his children through the Holy Spirit. There are different ways. And number one, if someone, some, is, some of you are writing, number one, God works actually when we sleep. I know that can catch you by surprise. Some of you who are listening in may be saying, really? So you mean God can work really when I'm sleeping? Don't you mean like I have to get up and pray? You already say that. Listen, what I'm saying is not a contradiction to what I was saying before. Because both of them work hand in hand. Like I said, the times when God will say, I need you to sleep. Because he wants to work in you. Because you can't keep quiet. You can, you're going on and on and on. You're talking, you know. And he says, take, put your head down. I need to work. And the times when he will also prompt you to be up so that he can work in you, so that he can speak to you or he can guide you, give you an instruction. But the very number one, he speaks to us or he gives us counsel in the night season is when we sleep. Like I say, this is a common thing around the world that men and actually even animals, they all sleep in the night. Have you taken time to watch like, the Animal Planet and Discovery Channels where you watch um, the animal documentaries. In the night, they all sleep. Birds sleep. Animals sleep. Lions, tigers, all those, the wild animals, they sleep in the night. They do. So, one thing I must say is that in this sermon, I pray that you understand as you're listening in that I've not, I've not come to speak to you about sleep, someone may be listening into them this sermon and they say, and they're quick at, at you know, or hearing this and say, you mean she's here to preach to me to sleep? And they turn it off. But by the grace of God, I pray you keep listening. Because many times these are things in our life that we take for granted. And yet sometimes these are things that God has given us to help us get onto a better place, right? In life. So many times if we don't know the purpose of what God created something for, we may have a misconception about it. So do you know that actually sleep, sleep is a blessing. It was given to us by God. Amen. So you must know that God does not create anything, anything by mistake. God could have said that man will be awake day and night. Think about it. He could. He had the, the right, he had all the power because it's in him. He's the one who created heaven and earth. Think about it. He could have said that man is going to toil or he's going to work from Monday to Monday, 24-7, and they're going to depend on either fuel or something. He could have. He could, but he did not. That means that there's an importance with us resting, with sleep. He could have taken that route, but he did not. And that is why we should ask ourselves, why do we sleep? Why did God give us sleep? Because sleep is a good thing. It is. Like I said, when you do it from a place where you are guided in the cycle of the Holy Spirit, it is such a good thing. Because even when you're sleeping, God is working. God is doing things in your life. Amen. So we all need sleep because it is a form of rest. It is a form of rest. 
which was created in us by God the Father to his beloved. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 1272, it says that it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. So don't take sleep for granted, child of God. And as I'm speaking today right now, for any person who has problem of insomnia, you know, you have trouble to have that sweet sleep that comes from the Lord. May the Lord heal you right now as I speak through his spirit. May he deliver you. May you receive such a wonderful and beautiful, restful, graceful sleep from today. Because a lot of times, many people feed on medication to sleep. Many people try to do so many strategic things in order for them to sleep. I've heard of some things of take off the lights in, you know, and create a zone or environment for you to sleep. All these things, okay, they may come from studies and all that. But if this scripture is telling us that God has given his beloved sleep and you hold on to it, then that means a child of God, it is something that was already given to you. But sometimes the enemy steals it from people because he wants them to keep in anxiety, stress, and, and that sort of life. But God the Father saw that it was a good thing for us to have rest during the night. He did. And that is why we must know that as believers, we must function during the day because he created the day. And then also we must rest because he rested in the night. And God himself rested in the night child of God because the Bible says so in Genesis. But then also we must understand as he created days, he created seasons, he created years, you know. In Genesis 1.14 he says that, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Amen. So there is a reason why God the Father had to give man the nights off. Child of God, there is a reason why God gave us nights off. Don't take this for granted. You know? Because during day, man is seeing with his own eyes. During day, when we get up, let's say you go to work, you're going to go do everything, you know, your daily operations. Your mind is working. You're perceiving all the nature, everything you have to do. You're using your mind to understand things, to comprehend things. You're seeing your emotions are up and growing. There's so much happening in you, you know, because of all the things you have to accomplish that day. But God, on many occasions, he wants us to rest, to be led by the spirit of the Lord, even much as we're working during the day, but even in the night. In the night, to give him that time where we rest in him, where we come to that place, just like David was saying, you know, blessing him for his counsel and that his heart, you know, was being instructed in the night seasons. And that is very imperative, child of God. John 9, 4, 5 says that I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. These were words of Jesus Christ. And he's speaking about himself being the light of the world, right? Child of God, we as children of God, we must understand Jesus Christ is our day. He is the light. 
He is our every season. He is the one where we dwell, where his light functions in us. Even while we are there during the day, we are shining his light. Amen. But time comes that we as children of God, we must understand that dark nights remain for the children of the world. They do. Children of God, let me give you an example, right? When we were in the world, many of you listening in today, didn't you really function in the night? Didn't you go out there in clubs? Didn't you go out there and did all sorts of things? Even sometimes people do some of those things during the day. But on many occasions, you find that some of this stuff happens during the night, right? The drinking, the partying, clubbing, all that sort of life. It happens in the night because of certain reasons. Dark nights remain for the world. The world functions like that. But we as children of God, we function in the light. We function during the day. And I'm going to qualify that with the scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 5 says this. It says that you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So child of God, when it comes to sleeping, you must understand that God wants to work in you and the Holy Spirit wants to work in you. So if you're a child of God and you love to receive counsel from the Lord, right? Then why would you use that time, the night time, for you to go out just like the children of the world, going partying, going in clubs, going to drink, going, you know, to do all sorts of things? Because already if the Spirit is in you, that time of the night, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. It belongs to you being rested in him, for him to function in you, for him to want to give you guidance for the next day. That is why First Thessalonians 5, 5 is introducing us to something important, that you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We are not. We are not and we don't walk like a children of the world. And for the children of the world, that is okay. It is okay for them because... That's fine. That's how they enjoy life. That's how what they believe. But we as believers who have come to know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, night time should always be just like David says, that his heart is in the console during night seasons. He is in that console. He rests in him. Amen. Ephesians 5, 8 also reminds us of this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So you, this is really a, a scripture, right? Number one, that shows us who we are, the identification of us in Jesus. And number two, giving us an instruction of how to live as children of the Lord. It is telling us that remember where you came from, which were dark nights. Us roaming around in clubs, drinking, partying, having that sort of life, right? You know, some of some people can be listening in and, you know, you may have gone through a life of addiction and, and that sort of life. But this scripture is telling us that that is the life you used to live before. That is past your life. Because right now, as you were ushered in the newness of life in Christ Jesus, you're different. You carry a life that is of the light. A life that is of a children of the light. And the children of the light... In the night, they tend to rest. They sleep because we want to hear from the Lord. We sleep because we want the Lord to regenerate in us, build in us, grow in us, increase us. Even while we're sleeping, God is working. 
He's doing marvelous things that we can never actually comprehend. So that is why God the Father had to divide this time. Remember, I told you someone made listen to this someone from the beginning and say, wait, has she come to teach me about sleeping? But yes, I'm here to tell you about the night seasons. The night seasons carry a great significance in our lives. They do. When the Holy Spirit instructs you to sleep, there's a reason as to why he's telling you that. When he tells you, I need you up to do this and this and this, there is a reason why we should be prompted to follow that. Amen? Because man cannot rest on his own. Did you know that without the grace of the Lord, there's so much people go through in life that without that place of resting in the Lord, people can't have a rested mind. And that is why we need the Lord to give us that grace whereby even in the night seasons, we can just put everything aside and just say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have confidence in you. That when I wake up, something has changed. Something has worked out. Something has been accomplished without my own understanding, without my own doing, but you are working while I sleep. Because when we learn this truth, by the grace of God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit, we shall know when to do what God has purposed us to do on the earth for him. We will know when to do it. We will know how to do it. Because in the night watches, there's so much stillness and quietness that you know for sure that there's something the Lord is doing. I love nights because of that. I love quietness. I love being in places where there's so much, you know, um, stillness and quietness, you know, in the environment. Because it gives me by the grace of God that place where my spirit is rested, you know. And, and, and that is something, child of God, every believer should, should receive. Because in the night watches, the Lord is doing marvelous things. He is. But how is he going to talk to each other of God? I'm just going to ask a question, right? Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5.5 5 and Ephesians 5.8, reminding us that we are sons of the light, right? And we're children of the light and walking as children of the light. And if your night time, you're using it to become too busy in the things of the world. How? Because time must come where we must draw a line in the sand and say, that was my former life, and this is my newness in life in Christ Jesus. And the newness in life in Christ Jesus can entail you, child of God, to forego some things. It can enable you by the grace of God through the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, okay, if I've been, you know, um, doing this sort of thing in the night or hanging out with people for a long time or doing this up to this time, you will be prompted and he will help you. You know, and these are things I pray that you understand that by the grace of God, you don't go back and do things out of a religious way, tradition way, but let the Holy Spirit speak in you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. So in the Old Testament, actually, we see also um, a very good example that shows us that God actually also used land, land as a way of resting resting it from, let's say, from war, resting it from harvests, resting it from, from sowing. He did 
some of these things because many times we take it for granted that even nature itself, right, what he created apart from man and animal, most of it also needs rest. Amen. And, and, and we see that, that God always had a purpose toward rest and in different circumstances. Actually, when you go back in the book of Joshua, you realize that, that he prompted Israel at that time that the entire land needed what? It needed rest. And so he spoke, you know, to Moses and also Joshua, instructing them that if Israel was going to inherit that land, right, which was supposed to be divided among the tribes, that the land, it should have gone through a rest, right, from the war. And this is important. So, because many times when God the Father wants us to rest, right, it's so funny that we as believers, we want to work. It's that place actually where you find that both our wills are fighting, right? Because most times God's will is for us to receive abundance. It's for us to receive a blessing. It's for us to receive much more from him. But when we find ourselves with being contradicting his will, if he says that I need you to rest, just like he told the children of Israel to rest the land from war. And then you feel like, oh, I, I get to go out and work. That means you're walking out of his will. You're doing things out of your performance, doing things out of your own self-righteousness. So what he's saying, what, what we must understand from rest is that when God wants us to rest, we must know that he wants to work. For him, he wants to work and for us, we must rest. So that means that our next step is for us to rest and live in him. And that is where I come in with the night seasons, night watches. Because when we come in the night time, we as children of God must rest with that mind, believing that the following day, God is going to create in us bigger things. He's going to create in us visions and imaginations, things that he wants us to see. He's going to unveil to us his purpose and direction and counsel and, and steps to take tools to use, strategies to, to, to incorporate in our lives. And all that can happen when you come and rest in the night. Amen? Because during the day, when you think about it, it's so busy. It is so busy. Many of you are working who are listening in today. Many of you have ministries who are listening in today. Many of you have um, marriages. You have children. You have schedules. And some of those things, in order to happen, you got to be out there and you're, you know, you're doing them. But that is what I'm saying, that when you're during the day, you're busy trying to accomplish the things you know you're supposed to do. That doesn't give you much more place where you can sit and rest with him. Much as we rest even while we're doing all those things under the grace covenant, but there has to come a time when we totally put everything aside and just sit and sit with him and feed from him. So God the Father created man for us to walk in his purpose he didn't create us to be on our own to do our own will on this earth to do things just based on what we want but he created us so that his glory can also be manifested and and be seen and then also we behold him we behold that glory you know that is of him through his son jesus christ you know going back again to the old testament the very first time we see sleep was when God was going to work. You know, 
in this context, I mean, actually, when I say when he was going to work, man had to rest first in order for God to work. The great example is when Eve, a very first female, was created. What happened? When we go back to that story, what happened? If you truly do believe that rest doesn't matter or sleep doesn't matter, this is something that should actually show you by the revelation of God that sleep matters because it's how God can work. God can create big things in your life. Amen. So in the book of Genesis 2, 21 to 23, let's read from there. This is what it says, right? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now born of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. We thank God for this, you know, because when you see this, you know, I don't want us to rush this because there's a pattern here I want you to see because this is important. It's about what I've been talking about. Do you notice in the pattern in the scripture in verse 21, right? Let us go back. It says that, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And there's a comma. There's a reason why there's a comma. That means that the very first step that God had to do in order for him to work, he placed a deep sleep in Adam. He placed deep sleep in him. Meaning the child of God, God has given us sleep, all of us. There is no human being that does not have sleep. All of us, we are his creation. He has given us sleep. But many times it is robbed from people because of the enemy. He wants them to be on anxiety, to be in fear, to be in distress, to be in the worries, to be in confined to the things of the world in the night. But he's saying, listen, the scripture says that, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Now that's number one. Don't forget that. That's number one, the pattern number one. And number two. It says that, and he slept, meaning that as soon as he placed it in Adam, Adam did what? He responded and he slept. And many times we as children of God or people on this earth, we don't respond to that gift of sleep. Remember what we read in Psalm 127, right? Two, he has given his beloved sleep. But many times we don't respond by receiving it as something that is so precious that comes from him in order for us to partake of it. And that pattern you see, when God gives, you receive, you sleep. Amen. He said, it says that, and he slept. And then pattern number three, it says that, and he took out, he took one of his ribs, meaning that as soon as Adam slept, God went into to work. He started to work upon him. He started to work and to do his will in Adam. God started to work and he did his will in Adam. I hope you're understanding this child of God because this is very important, very, very important for you to see, to see the patterns of God and how he works. And number four, it says that and closed up the flesh in its place. So 
as soon as God had done what he wanted to do, right? Working within that time in Adam, he finished up by closing his flesh. Amen? And so, as you see this, child of God, so you see that we have four patterns, how God worked at that time, how he worked in the night, during that time when he was working upon Adam and he was creating. But this is where you should see what happens even in your night time. God has already supplied to us. We, every person God has created, he already supplied sleep. He did. But the very question is, why is it many people, they don't partake of that and sleep? But why don't they? Because, it, and it's not them. It's not about you, child of God. If you're going through a cycle of insomnia or a cycle of anxiety or fear during the night, in the night seasons, it is something that the enemy tries to rob from people because God works in the night. God unveils his visions, his imagination, his grace, his, his blessings. The things that he wants to do in our lives, he works. He does them in the night. And if you realize that, you come to realization that once we respond to his timing of sleep, God is going to work. That is when he took out the rib out of Adam and that is when he closed it and he accomplished everything. When, when Adam woke up, he found a woman there and it's so interesting, right? Let us go back to verse 23. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Um, and it says that, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, can you, can you see this? God created Right? When Adam was sleeping, when Adam woke up, he had a purpose to name what God had created. Meaning that we as children of God, when God works in the night and we, the following day, the following week, the following month, blessings come in our lives. That means we do have a purpose, a purpose to fulfill that what God has placed in our lives. Oh, someone who has understood that, say amen. From when, 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 when God created Eve, Adam had a purpose to name her. And many times the blessings or the things that God creates in our lives, child of God listening in today, we do have a purpose. We do have his will for us even on earth to continuously walk in what he has created, what he has made. So we, that is the thing, even when he creates, even when he does things for us in our lives, you can't just say, okay, this is a blessing and you leave it at that. And you don't go further to take an initiative to see how you're going to supervise it, how you're going to manage what God has placed in your hands, account for it, grow it, increase it, treat it like it is something that you must care for. I'm going to give it like an example, right? With ministry. I'm pretty sure like ministers who are listening in today, they can attest to that, men and women of God. Because when we receive by the grace of God a vision or you receive a direction, instruction of the Lord that you're supposed to start ministry, right? When he creates it, he wants us to be available. He wants us to be accountable. He wants us to be responsible. Just like Adam, right? When, when God created Eve, 
Adam had a responsibility to name, to name the create the creation that God had what created. He had that purpose and he had that role. And that is why many times, child of God, if we don't rest in the night time, the following day, things that God is going to create in our lives, we won't know how to deal with them. We won't know how to walk in that purpose and also go further just like what God has placed in our heart, in our hands. Many times that God will bless us. God will bless every person. God blesses every person. And this I'm saying truly because I do believe God blesses every person. But not all people know how to account, to become responsible, to become available, to become serious about what he's placed in their hands. And with some, when they take an initiative by the grace of God through the help of the Holy Spirit to seek counsel, to seek direction, to seek steps, the very thing God has placed in their hands, it is going to grow. It is going to flourish. It is going to prosper. But then also another person on the other side, another category and another spectrum, if the very thing has been given to them, they take it for granted, right? And they don't know how to walk in the will of the Lord based on what he has placed in their lives. And that very thing becomes stagnant. It doesn't go any further. It doesn't flourish. It doesn't see um, an increase. And this is something I really truly believe that God blesses every person. He does. He is a God who doesn't respect some people and he doesn't, you know, give up on other people. He doesn't. He's a God who loves all of us because his nature is love. He gives to all of us. But many times, child of God, this is what hinders many believers not to go further in life. It's because we don't know the purposes to why God has placed some things in our lives. Amen. And let I pray that by the grace of God, we come to understand that there's that role for us to be submitted to his time, to be submitted to his prompting through the Holy Spirit, to have that spirit of deference where we know that if the Lord says this, this is what I have to do. If he says that I have to to sleep, this is what I have to do. If he says I have to be awake, this is what I have to do. If he tells me to run, this is what I have to do to run. If he tells me to be still, this is what I have to be to do in order to be still. So we must understand that this scripture actually really unveils the four elements to see how God really works, right? Because the order, you know, come to think of it, the order really initiates sleep. It shows that sleep is important. It shows that there's that response. Even we as children of God must respond to the timing of God. Amen. And nothing is done by chance by God. No, 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 no. Everything with him was created, orchestrated before the beginning of time. Because he is time of himself. He's the true nature of time. Amen. So I pray that we don't follow what we so accustomed to, the traditions, the ways, the beliefs, the values of the world, as opposed to what the Lord wants us to do or to be led. So number two, for those who are writing down, another great way that God, through the grace of the Lord, can give his children counsel in the night season is through night prayers. Again, I've been saying this, right? The times when God is going to say through the Holy Spirit, I need him to be sleeping. But 
the seasons that are going to come child of God, where that sleep that was so sweet that was, you know, away, he needs you to be up in order for him to talk to you. And many times when believers can't tell the difference between the two, sometimes also we tend to say, oh, maybe now the enemy has taken me from a place of you know, losing sleep. But a very important note is that times will come, child of God who are listening in today, and many times this comes to people who have responsibility, people who have ministry, people who have things that the Lord has placed in their hands and he wants them to work and to go further and to go beyond. Um, he will come to that place of giving you a process, working in you. And sometimes he will do that during the day, but sometimes even in the night. The night time, God loves to speak to his people. He loves to have that moment with them. And, and I pray as you're listening in today, don't say that I'm teaching you to go and get into that, you know, life of having night prayers and it's just about, you know, religiously. That is not what I'm teaching. What I'm teaching is that the Holy Spirit will lead you. If he wants you to sleep, sleep. If he wants you to wake up and be aligned and he wants to talk to you, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because we're spirit-led, as it is written in Romans 8, don't walk by religion. Don't walk by um, this sort of thinking. If Sister Eve is praying, you know, 10 hours a day, then also you're going to also pray 10 hours a day. If Brother Peter is reading a Bible, you know, five hours, just because he's doing that, you're also going to do that. Let's stop that. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we can live a life that is fulfilled based on the purpose and the predestination of you as you, you as a person, personally listening in today, what the Lord sent you to do. So let us not come to the place where we say, okay, I think evangelist is right now. She's telling me that I must stop sleeping in the night. And now I have to run into night prayers. That is not what I'm teaching because I personally don't believe in that. I don't. I truly do believe that the Holy Spirit will guide you when to be in prayer. Did you know that we as children of God under the grace covenant, we are always in prayer. Always in prayer. Be it night, day, any minute, second, an hour, you're speaking to the Lord within your spirit. You're praying to the Lord within your spirit. You're thanking him. You're worshiping him. He's guiding you. And the same applies. It is a two-way street. But we can't say that we're going to choose 1 a.m. That is when God works the most. 3 a.m. It is when a certain power falls. That is not it. And I pray that by the grace of God in this ministry, that will not be taught and never to be had. God works anytime and he can work even in the midst of you being too busy. But there are times when he wants you. You personally, you to be set apart for his workmanship. He wants to have that moment with you. Those are the times I'm talking about here. Psalm 42, 8 says, The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Listen to what David was saying here. These are words of someone who has seen the Lord. Someone who has understood seasons, someone who has understood time, that time is beyond the earth. Time is in God. Time is in Christ. Time is in the Holy Spirit. 
This a wise child of God we must hold on to and see. Psalm 42, 8. It is saying that the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. Child of God, we must be condensed, consumed, persuaded deeper in his loving kindness. At all times, at all times be in prayer. At all times dwell in him. At all times rest in him. At all times live in his presence. But I love the fact that the scripture continues to say that in the night, his song, oh, hallelujah, his song shall be with me. That is the time you come in worship. The time you come in praising him with your all. You thank him what you had during the day. You thank him for the roof over your head and your children. You thank him for the provision of the job, for the provision of your ministry, for the provision of your church. For the provision of everything in your life. This is what David is teaching us today about the night seasons. How God speaks to us in the night seasons. Amen. And he's saying that a prayer to God of my life. This was a deep prayer. This was a prayer that many of us in this scripture, we must say that David was speaking to us to show us. To show us that divine love that we must be consumed in during daytime and in the nighttime. He is showing us that night seasons can also be that place where it can become too affectionate between you and him. It is that time where you rekindle your spirit and your relationship with Jesus and you just go deeper and deeper in him. Amen. Just that time. Put on some songs that bring you closer to Jesus. Songs that are of Jesus Christ. They bring you in that adoration. Where you worship him in spirit and in truth. Where you rest in him and give glory to him. And that is what the Lord wants us to do. But how can we do the child of God? If we go back to what Ephesians 5, 8 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 taught us that we as sons of the light. And then in the night time. You're just like the children of the world. And you're going back to that life which he redeemed you from. But when you see what David is showing us here, he's showing us a man who has been separated, sanctified and purified in that blessed life with Jesus. And all the time it's all about Jesus. Every utterance that comes out of your mouth is all about the Lord Jesus. And you just want to go deeper and deeper in him. Amen. So there are times when the Holy Spirit is going to redirect us in prayer in the night time. To just go in worship. Right. To just praise on to the Lord. To just come in the prayer where we're thankful. Where we start to thank him at all times. And these times. Child of God, don't take them for granted. These are times that you should treasure so much. Because like I told you, God works in the night. Even when you're sleeping, he will work. Even when you're awake and he wants you awake in the night, he's going to be working in you. At all times, he is working in his children. Amen? So be prompted always to wake up when the Holy Spirit wants you to wake up. Amen? And that time, go in prayer. Seek the Lord. Go in worship, dwell in him, sing unto him, sing songs and praise. You know, there's a very great example about what I'm teaching about right now in, in, in the book of Acts 16. When Paul and, and Silas were in prison, right? The scripture shows that they were singing in hymns, right? 
they were singing and praying and praising the Lord. And child of God, for us to come in that place is for us to understand that God works in the night. He works in the night. Because the Bible says in Acts 16, right, 25, let open your scriptures, your Bibles there. It says that, but at midnight, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the, the prisoners were listening to them. So let me ask you a great question. What is midnight? Midnight is the deepest, deepest hour in the night. You know, apart from 3 a.m. as well. But midnight is really deep in the night. And you see that these two men of God were using that time for praying. And again, I'm saying, don't go and say, she said we can go and pray at midnight. We can go and only worship at midnight. No, let the Holy Spirit lead you. If he wants you to be up at 1 a.m. and praise God and worship him, do it. If he wants you to be up at 10 p.m., if you slept at 6 or 1 or at whatever time, let it be done through the will of the Lord. But what I'm trying to show you here is that in the night watches, the Lord is going to work. He's going to unveil himself. He's going to take you deeper and that is what he wants. Amen. He's going to prompt you, you as a child of God, to speak to him, for him to speak to you. To pour out his, your heart to him. And that child of God, not many people have it in the world. Anyone who has Jesus Christ in their lives, not many, many, many people have this. Like I said, I may start this sermon by the someone, you know, talking about sleep and someone can switch over. Someone's like, am I here to be taught about sleep? But tell you what, these are the depth and the truth we've missed to define and see that the Holy Spirit works at different times and at his timing. He doesn't work at our time, but we work at his time. Whatever he wants us to do, we do it because it's giving glory to God. So always be responded. Always be that person who comes in a place where you just want to receive more. You're ready at all times. Like be ready at any time. Be ready. Be ready. That is something I must remind each and every one of you. Not like when he comes to you and he's saying, oh, listen, John, I need you to get up. Um, there's something I want you to pray for and I want to talk to you. You're like, oh, I just went back to bed. Oh, my God. I'm just, You know, I'll pray in the morning. You'll never know that just at that time, there was something God was going to create. There was that Eve he was going to take from your room. There was something he was about to create that nations would receive from. Many times the things we get answers from like come suddenly. So we can't say when he will visit, what he will say, when he will say it, how he will come. That is religion. But what I'm saying is that let the Holy Spirit work in you, child of God. Amen. Let him visit you anytime. Be ready. Be ready. Have a spirit in you that is so willing to receive anytime. Willing to partake of what God has for you. Psalm 119.55 says, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. In this situation, keeping your law means I keep your word. I keep your command. I keep your instruction. I keep your direction. I keep your recommendations for me. 
I keep your supervision on my heart. I keep your management on my heart, accountability on my heart. I keep everything you show me or give me on my heart. This is what David is saying, that in the night time he will remember that. Psalm 63, 6 says that when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And this should be our prayer. To be reminded of him when we lie in that bed. So when you lie in that bed, are you just going to be like, okay, uh, I was ready to yawn and snore. I, I understand that place, you know, sometimes we're too tired, you know, what we did during the day. But it's always good for you also sometimes just lie in bed. Lie there. Talk to him. Tell him how, you know, everything is in your life. And even in that bed, you know, he will speak. He will tell you what he desires for you, what he wills for you, what he purposes for you. And sometimes even just in that position in bed, without even you being on your knees, in bed, he will tell you what you have to do the following day. So let us be very cautious of the Holy Spirit at all times. Let our minds, our hearts, our minds, our souls, our emotions all die. Die to self but be alive in the Holy Spirit. Psalm 119.62 says that at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. And I think this is a scripture that many people use uh, for those you know who believe that people have to get up at midnight to pray, 3 a.m. to pray. I truly do believe that the Holy Spirit will prompt you anytime that he wants to. He doesn't, you know. And let me ask you a question, right? Now, if Psalm 119.62 talks about at midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you. I mean, at the time David or the writer of this psalm was writing this, I mean, they were under the time of Jerusalem, right? And many of you are in Europe, other people are in America, other people are in Africa. Asia. So the question remains, are you going to tell me that which midnight are you going to wake up to do that prayer, right? Because the person who wrote this was in Jerusalem at that time. Let's, you know, stand on that, on that, you know, hypothetically, right? But then the question remains, are you going to stand on their midnight to pray? You see, at that time, that was it. That was his midnight because that's how they were prompted that time to do it. But you as the child of God, who is a grace covenant believer, son of God, working by the spirit of the Lord, believing through the Holy Spirit to guide you, why would you stand on some of that? You have to let the Holy Spirit renew your life, guide your life, transform your life from glory to glory, guiding you every step of the way. I'm done preaching. And I want to thank the Lord. For giving us the grace to see this truth. To be reminded that he can work even in the night time. Whether we are sleeping, whether he wants us to be up. He is working big and mighty things. So if you're going through an issue of actually even if you're staying up you have no purpose. Or you can't even find sleep. That means that sometimes, you know, you may be in anxiety, you're facing issues that the enemy is fighting you not to have that, 
deeper place where you can be with Jesus, I'm going to pray with you right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, from today, I thank you that I've been released from anything that has been distracting me from sleeping, from receiving that sweet, sweet sleep that comes from you that you give to your beloved. I know today I am your beloved and my life during day and night gives all the glory to you. And as a son of the light, I live at your time. In the night seasons, the night watches, I'll always rest in you, sleep so well in you. From today, you give me the sweetest, sweetest, deepest, beautiful sleep no one has ever gotten before. And it's all coming from you. And Lord Jesus, through the help of the Holy Spirit, when you want me at any time to be up and go in prayer and praise you in hymns and songs and rest in you and enjoy you, I pray that I'm so willing to be led and be redirected just as you want me to go. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, for your grace, for your love. In Jesus' name I pray and say, Amen. So, saints, I just want to thank you, all of you, for tuning in today. But before we end this program, I want to pray for those of you who are saying that you want to give your life to Jesus. And for those who are saying, I've listened today, but I want to know this Jesus who gives this peace in the midst of everything in the night. And for those who are saying, I once knew Jesus, but I walked away from him and I want to give my life to Jesus. I pray you also say these words with me. Just say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by grace. The grace of God, not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your grace. Jesus, you were delivered for all my past, present and future sins. And I am raised. You were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature because it was crucified with you at the cross. I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Child of God, I want to welcome you to the greatest gift of salvation. And it is one of those things, child of God, you should treasure. It is so wonderful and beautiful because our Lord Jesus Christ had to go a lot. He went through a lot in order for you to be saved. So I pray that may the Holy Spirit reveal to you how you are a new creature in Christ how all things have passed away. And I pray you continuously listen to us, to listen to the sermons in this ministry every day. We have so much, so many resources on our app. You can download the app. You can read daily devotionals. You can write to us as well, Salvation at a Heart for Soul, for those who have received salvation. So we can send you some resources we prepared for you. And I pray that the mighty living God will guide you and help you in every single thing you do. Amen. So don't hesitate for those who need prayer. Also write to us, prayer at aheartforsoul.org. We would love to hear from you. And may God richly bless you. I speak a blessing of Abraham on each and everyone's life today. May the good Lord 
guide you in everything that is in your lives the coming week and uh, talk to you then. God bless you.